Yo, what's going on? What's good? Not much right here. A little tired as fuck, but... Uh, yeah, I... You want to know it's unideal. I just woke up, and the whole reason I asked you to move it early, the guy That's... failed. Failed. Completely failed. Yeah. So... You know, at least I, at least I got an early start to my day. Yeah, right. Yeah. But either way, there's actually I love how we're both just drinking coffee here, but I'm mean, literally just rolled out of bed. I rolled out. It's eight oh one. I I got out of bed twenty five minutes ago. I got out at seven thirty five. Oh I, damn! It was more because I had like the meanest shit from McDonald's yesterday <laughs> hitting me. <laughs> if it if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have woken up. Though, so, let's get right into today. Obviously, game six. Who do you have tonight? Man. That's a good question, isn't it? Boston or Golden State tonight? The selfish creator in me really hopes it's Boston. (laughs) The fanboy of Stephen Curry really wants it to be Golden State to win it in Boston. I'm going to go Boston wins it. All right, I got Boston tonight. I got Boston tonight. I think this was regardless going to be a seven-game series. I think, man, okay, so if we look at the the numbers right now, I think it's Boston's favored, like, 145. The odds are in Boston's favor, so the books are expecting them to win it. Plus, they're at home in Boston where they're they're yelling F you next to children. (laughs) So unclassy, Boston. I honestly, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson lost points. Like, I actually very much used to like Clay Thompson way more than Steph Curry because he got arrested for having a, uh, an ounce of weed in college. He's always oh, big. what? You didn't know this? Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, that's why everyone says Clay Thompson smokes hella weed. First off, there's been multiple pictures where he looks fried or he's had a blunt in his hand. But yeah, he, he was busted in college for like possession of at least an ounce. I think multiple ounces. <laughs> wow, is that Washington? Yeah, Washington State. Like I used to love Clay Thompson because like I he was my stoner bro. Yeah. And, and now I just thought he kind of just seemed like a pussy when he said that. But I have I have Boston winning it tonight. I think what's going to happen, I think Jason Tatum I could see Jalen Brown but Jason Tatum going off. I still also want, if the Warriors do win this, Andrew Wiggins to win finals MVP. <laughs> yeah. That, tell me that wouldn't be awesome. Like, how how funny would it be they just told Steph, by the way, Andrew Wiggins played better? <laughs> oh, man. If Andrew Wiggins wins finals MVP, I'll be so happy for him. But I really wanted to go to Steph. Would that hurt I mean, Steph's legacy? Well, that's... Evidently, that's what we're going to be talking about if my old roommate Arjun joins at some point. But Ar- Is his name Arjun? Is he like from like Dutch? No. no. Not Dutch? Oh. No, I don't that's, think so. It's a very Dutch-sounding name. Arjun, A-R-J-E-N? U-N. U-N, yeah, that's more like German, but still. Wow. Yeah, I don't think so. Not so- I think he's Italian and Indian. Oh, that's a that's a that's a mix right there. Yeah, that's it's the deadly okay. duo. Okay, turns out Arjun's a very common. I guess what if I'm searching up ethnicity, 
What? It, okay, well, Arjun, the name. I'm just trying to find. Either way, Arjun, every person named Arjun is, is this correct? Brown? <laughs> like, like Indian, Persian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like someone's going to, like, in 20 years, he's going to be like, you said brown. You call you heard someone has brown. If you go back on June fifteenth on the NBA show, four thirty clips. Yeah, he referred to that person in an incorrect term. I I I I feel bad if I did, but either way, I'm dumb. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think you're chilling. Yeah, it seems like it's a common Indian name, like because this guy right here. I'm done. We're moving on from this subject. <laughs> I feel like I was in a gray area that I should yeah. have been. Yeah. A little gray area. So, but yeah, it's, he'll be hopefully joining us. And he, uh, he's in like maybe two of my videos. I've posted like 1500 of them. He, he's in maybe two. And one of them's an eating video and you can't see his face. Is but, it weird the thing about that we both have over 1500 videos and like it the thought is sometimes like I'll look back at a video maybe that's like gaining traction and be like ah oh, I kind of forgot I recorded that. Yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Yeah. Not too much. I'm stuck. I can't get over like I just I can't get over like 2k I would say but like, I'll post like a Pistons video especially and they'll They'll kind of mature with age. Those are cool. Now, sometimes I'll have like takes, like I'll like during the beginning of the season when stuff for a while, and then like at the end of the season, someone goes like I'll get a comment like flashed up in my notification. Go, this hasn't aged well. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. looking for it, bud. You're looking yeah. for me calling saying so and so is going to be like sixth man of the year. I mean, we can't predict the future, of course. This can happen. I wish someone could look back and find all my good takes, like how I almost got every single pick right at the end of the season awards. That's like, ooh, this aged well. <laughs> I'm, I made I've made so many videos in this playoffs that like people were like, "This is this is gonna bite you," and it was like, I think I think even what was uh. Why can't I? Why am I blanking on the series before Boston, Miami? I wanted Miami to win so bad. No, it was um, it was Golden State, Dallas, and I oh. made a video right away, and I was like, Golden State's gonna sweep them. And in the video, I'm like, they'll probably lose one, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. And someone was like, "Damn, like, yeah, you got this one." Yeah, I get I get most of them. This ain't no hobby. You see a you see a deck of cards anywhere? Cause this ain't no motherfucking game. What's the hobby reference to? The what? The hobby reference to. That's a movie, right? I would imagine. I can't yeah. I couldn't I, tell you what movie. I was watching Encino Man last night. Oh, that's like a gambling one, right? I've never seen. No, that. that's where Brendan Fraser is a caveman that Pauly Shore finds, and his friend, and they they bring him to high school. Dude, what? I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> they bring him to high school. Yeah, yeah he, pop, he wins prom king as a caveman in Cino Man. In Cino Man. Oh yeah, right here. This looks like uh, 
I just watched Dude, Where's My Car like a month ago. This is er like 10 years earlier, but kind of same vibe. Uh, oh, shit, it's Rudy. Yeah, Rudy's... You know Rudy's fake, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody actually liked Rudy. Like, Rudy was like... Everyone said Rudy sucked. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. All right, let's... So, you're taking... We're both taking Boston tonight, and I expect... Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to have a huge game. I'm actually, I really expect it to, actually, I expect Jalen Brown to have the big game tonight. They need Jalen Brown to have the big game. Dude, Jalen Brown's been fumbling the bag. We were, I watched, so one observation, like this is an obvious observation, I feel like, but mm -hmm. maybe it won't be for you because you've been doing this for so long, but. I watched the game. I watched game five with my buddies, and it was so hard to even just like analyze it in any way, shape, or form because I wasn't. I was just thinking, like, oh, shot went in. Who was that? Clay. Like, you at the end of the game, you kind of knew, like, Steph Curry, no threes. That was crazy. But at the end of the game, you could tell, even though I wasn't really like analyzing it or, you know, flipping back and forth to like, baseball and family guy and shit like Jalen was I noticed even right game one Jalen was he looked so nervous he'd make like one shot he'd make like the first shot of the game and do this like settle down settle down like who the fuck are you settling down like relax his ball handling is atrocious at times it's atrocious at times so as someone, I've loved Jalen Brown because he's a guy that year in and year out, he's improved himself. And one of the things that during the regular season I said and I've read and a bunch of other people in the NBA media have said that Jalen Brown had improved his ball handling, which we saw during the regular season if you watch BM's strong ball handling. And as someone who plays basketball on a regular, I'm actually pissed I didn't play yesterday, but I'll go today. But my ball handling is probably one of my weakest skills. And... That's just something that I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's a mental game, but I think what Jalen Brown has gotten himself, like you said, it's mental. And I think he's just trying to do too much and trying to pick up the pieces that Jason Tatum's leaving because Jason Tatum's being doubled and being constantly like guarded. And I think, like you said, Jalen Brown, he overthinks, like he makes a mistake and then he I think he becomes frustrated with himself and then he gets he starts playing even worse. But then there's stretches in the game, like the second and third quarter of basically every other game, Jalen Brown will cook. He'll start cooking. Like he'll have yeah. like a, a three minute stretch where he's hitting threes, hitting he'll hit like four threes in a five minute span and he'll be like I know that's an exaggeration, but the, the idea <laughs> is still there. But I think Jalen Brown needs to simplify his game. Just think about this. Stop stop driving. Stop driving. That's where he's messing up. It, his dribble's fine until he drives. He'll get the ball from Jason Tatum or Derek White or Marcus Smart at the top of the key or at the side, you know, the angle part of the key near the wing, and he'll just drive. He'll take three dribbles, and then he'll give the ball up. Stop that. Let's just – if you want to if you want to dunk not in transition, just cut slash and then get do you know play off ball and get yourself in a situation where you can get an easy pass to dunk it stop dribbling only dribble on transition and i just really think that's what you should do he should only be catch and shoot threes slashing towards the basket for you know backdoor cuts 
for an easy dunk or scoring in transition where he can get the ball and take doesn't need a dribble watch i really think limit the dribbling limit the dribbling and just play to your strengths Jalen brown and you'll be fine i think it Jalen brown has gone in his head it started in the miami series where jason tatum was being locked up by jimmy butler so Jalen brown i mean we literally saw it was the whole Celtic team as a whole they would give up the ball but Jalen brown has really still struggled with that dribbling i don't know i went on a tangent there but what do you think yeah i mean it's yeah, right there. I, I don't know the statistic, but first off, I think Scott Foster's roughing this game. Boston's thirteen and zero when he does. Um, do you do you actually care about that? Like I saw Quentin Richardson. Yeah. He he came on Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he straight up said he's like the games are not fixed. He's like there might be a questionable call there, here or there, where he's just like what the fuck. But he's like it's in the best interest of the NBA not to rig the game. Shout out Q Rich. Yeah, I don't think I don't think games are rigged, but I think refs are betting. I think players are betting. I think everybody is betting, and that factors in. Like I, I, I you think I, everyone's I, betting? I genuinely believe, and like I, I think we've talked about on this show. Like I am one hundred percent certain that I know a team in the NBA that bets their players bet on themselves but boston west coast or east coast or western conference or eastern conference i want to figure this one out eastern um, they gotta be a bad team you only bet on bat if you're bad because then you bet on the other team that's so easy to figure out i'm curious to ask i'm curious to ask arjun what his take is also i want to ask him about michael jordan getting suspended from the NBA for a year and a half. And that's why he played basketball. I want to hear what he thinks about that, but because he is the biggest LeBron fan I've ever met and probably will ever meet in my entire life. Biggest ever. Also my counter to NBA refs betting, they make 180,000 to $500,000 a year. That is money. And, and, uh, NBA so then, NBA yeah, rep. That, so, and compare that's way more than NFL. Guess how much an NFL. Oh, referee? really? NFL. Okay, so NFL referees just got an increase. Up until 2019, they were only making $150,000. Now they make 205. So Shit's like I'm Yeah, I'm telling you like but NBA refs 180,000 for entry level, top like experience ref make half a million a year. I don't yeah, think NBA at, refs at that point there's no reason to rig. <laughs> yeah, like they have like NBA refs, for the most part, I think they're doing it for the love of the game. And, like, more and more young refs are former players because more former players are, are like, I want to rep the games. Yeah, I like that. Scott Foster is just, I mean, what is Chris Paul's record with him? I, it, oh, yeah. Isn't he that like, just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't like seem Abe like a coincidence to me. I was about to say, it seems like the uh, Abe Lincoln JFK coincidence to me where it's just like, oh, damn, like Abe Lincoln and jfk have so many coincidences with their like murder and presidency oh really yeah just you, you didn't know this no okay I'll, I'll read you off the quick one so jfk abe lincoln but basically like you're saying there how many games have it's been google right now how many games has chris paul lost or played under yeah 
under Scott Foster. Now, listen to this. JFK and Lincoln both have seven letters in their name. Both presidents were elected to Congress in 46 of their respected century, and later in, 19, in 1960 and 1860 were both named presidents. Both were married to women in their 20s while themselves were in their 30s. Both assassins, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, were born in the year 39, were known by their three names, and composed of 15 letters. Booth ran from a theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. Both assassins were Southerners. Both of the president's successors were named Johnson and born in 08. Both Lincoln and Kennedy were particularly concerned with civil rights and made their views strongly known. Both presidents were shot in the head on a Friday. Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy who told him not to go to Ford Theaters. Kennedy had a secretary named Evelyn Lincoln, and she had warned him not to go to Dallas. Both Oswell and Booth were assassinated before they could be put to trial. And there's way more, but like... Yeah, that's super interesting. I don't know much about either but i don't know anything about abe lincoln but i know jfk i mean i would just imagine jfk is russia but i don't know if that's what you think about that Dude, i i have i can tell you though i actually solved the murder right here of jfk i i'm a huge jfk oh, really? that's it all right so is it russia where let me pull this out okay jfk's downfall where he really messed up was appointing his brother Bobby Kennedy is attorney general. Bobby Kennedy hated his fam family. He's black sheep of the family. He detested how his father made his millions by running liquor with the mob during pro prohibition. JFK won the presidency because he won Chicago, and that was done with the help of the mob through connections with his father. Kennedy brothers went against the mob and the powers to be, a.k.a. the CIA. The persons who were part of the Warren Commission were Gerald Ford and a few other pres former presidents or former high-level members of, you know, the government who decided that they were forensic pathologists and could figure out how to piece together a murder and they like move the bullet holes. It's, it's insane. And both, and so both brothers went against the powers that be and they went against the mob. And as you guys know, they really wanted to end the war in Vietnam while everybody else wanted the war in Vietnam. Both brothers were having sex with Marilyn Monroe and a boatload of other women. JFK suffered from Addison's disease and also had a back problem from the war during the, the PT explosion when his ship was ran, uh, was split in half by Yamato, the largest ship in all time. So he was given a combination of metamethines and testosterone, basically Adderall and testosterone every single day to give him energy. So he was super horny. So he was just fucking chips all the time. And like this is like known with the press that like JFK was having sex like constantly. Wow. And one of the women was also the girlfriend of a certain high level boss, Sam Giacana. John broke a major rule by messing around with one of the women that ran with a, a mob boss. And Bobby fucked up by having Marilyn Monroe killed because she was going to go public with a relationship that she was having with both Kennedys. So the mobs guys that were around Marilyn at the time, Costello's crew, really liked Marilyn and were very angry of his death and knew Bobby had a hand in it, as well as the CIA wanted to go into the war in Vietnam and with civil rights. Basically, JFK wanted to dissolve the CIA. He fucking hated the CIA because, you know, the Bay of Pigs? That wasn't yeah. it. They tricked him. They tricked him with the Bay of Pigs. They gave him false information. And the Bay of Pigs is a stain on JFK's presidency. But that only happened because he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do any of that. But they tricked him with information that basically they said that the Bay of Pigs would be 100% success. It was going to be there, but it wasn't. It, you all know what happened. And so in retaliation, JFK was going to dissolve the CIA 
and basically everyone involved with the CIA was going to get like fucked. So <laughs> he was basically killed because of the mob and CIA. Wow. Yeah, because he he won against it's basically because you won against the powers that be. Also, if you watch the sh film, he might have been shot by Oswald, but Oswald didn't kill him because he falls forward and then his head is blown backwards. Yeah. And the, and the bullet fragments come out this way. So no way a bullet that goes came from the back would make your head blow out. Yeah. Backwards. Even even Seinfeld made a whole freaking episode based on that joke. Yeah. Like on a spitter. Exactly, exactly. Like, how does he go that way? Like, how does he blow back if the shooter was, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, have you seen the magic bullet? No. The bullet's, like, barely damaged. And anyone who's shot a gun before knows if your bullet hits bone, it, it like, deforms. And the bullet just looks slightly... Explodes. Not if that explodes, but it becomes, like, smashed and, like, all deformed. It doesn't really look like a bullet anymore. This is clearly like a bullet that looked like it went through water. People have said, because <laughs> if you shoot a bullet through water, it like contorts. I'm I'm way too nerdy about this. Go on. If you if you have uh, do you have the Hulu student account? No, I'm not Hulu. Uh, Spotify student account. I have Spotify. Do you you you? So you're telling me we went through four years of college paying full price for Spotify? Because if yeah. you connect your email, your college email, you get it for four ninety nine. You get free Hulu and free Showtime with advertisements. Yes, with advertisements, which honestly, <laughs> longer advertisements. Because you get the seven ninety nine with ads. The ads are thirty seconds. You get ninety second ads with the student one. Yeah, I um, I have my buddies Hulu with no ads, and I could never not have. That. yeah yeah now no. that i've tasted it i i have i for a while I went adless and then i've returned the ads it, it was mm -hmm. a hard adjustment i'm sure but you can you can get like work done you can make like a thumbnail in a commercial so i don't mind commercials i don't mind commercials either I do like 30 push-ups too so yeah. all right we're done with jfk over here what else do we have oh rudy gobert there was a package offered today, yesterday for Rudy Gobert, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, John Collins, and the 16th pick, Atlanta Hawks, for Rudy Gobert. I thought that was overkill. I would do that trade immediately. But <laughs> if I was the Jazz, yeah. I, yeah. I, Hawks, I'm like, why are you guys giving them all that? I mean, like, that's just... I, it's not my favorite package because I, like, like I, like, much. I like Clint. No, I'm talking from Utah's side. Like, I like Clint. I like John. Kevin pisses me off his face, but he's a good player. And that pick, I just think that's the best they could get for Rico Bear with his contract. You're also taking on a lot of money. Collins, he just got extended, and Capella's getting paid 56 a little. Fifty-six million, fifty-six million. They would be taking on. So, I've looked at it. They would either have to add Rudy Gobert. Well, they could take on all that salary if they wanted, but it'd be a luxury tax paying team. But if they wanted to match the salary, I think it's Boyan Bogdanovich or Mike Conley that would have to be added, or a combination of Royce O'Neal, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Nikhil Alexander Walker. But also. 
the Jazz said they want assets, a young prospect, and at least an established starter. I mean, yeah, you, I think you kind of get both of those with Collins. Um, Collins I don't, I'm not that big on Collins at all. It mean, it depends on what Collins you get. If you get Collins from not this season, but the season before 2020 to 2021, that Collins is cool. He's a small ball five. He's a guy who averages 17 and 10. Who He can step out and guard all five positions. He's cool. But, again, Collins is really inconsistent. I wouldn't pay him, like you said, 23.5. Clint, I just – I like Clint, but, like – and he, he's not overpaid, but all he offers you is rim protection, really good, like, elite rebounding, and lobs and five feet within the basket scoring. Yeah. I don't I, – I just – I think you can find a place for somebody else for cheaper. But Collins, I don't even view – anytime I, – anytime I would watch – like, if you watch a Hawks game without Trey Young, I mean, Collins is irrelevant. I, I genuinely only think he scores – 17 because of Trey Young. I think he's extremely overhyped, but I like actually only view John Collins as a lob threat. I don't I don't think he'd have the same success in Utah. He can shoot. I mean, yeah, he can shoot a little bit. So Danny Ainge is enamored with Clint Capella allegedly. He tried, <laughs> he tried to get him back in 2018 when he was traded from the Rockets, but the deal fell through and he ended up being traded to the Hawks. So my, my thought, mm, mm. I, if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I understand what you're trying to do. They need to fix their defense. They were ranked 26th last year. And if you literally say, like, with Trey Young, your offense is going to be a top 20 offense regardless of who was on the court with him. But... I think the problem and the theory with Rudy Gobert is that if you bring Rudy Gobert, he'd automatically make their defense a top 20 defense, which, yes, most likely. But I'm just scared. Is. Okay, for. I don't really. Like the Jazz, they're going to. I don't know what Rudy Gobert's value is. I thought Rudy Gobert was like at Christoph Porzingis' value, where Christoph had to be attached with a second-round pick for Davis Burstons and Spencer Didwitty. But then everyone's commenting, "You're undervaluing Rudy Gobert." You're saying, yeah. "What is Rudy Gobert's value then?" Because I thought his contract is such a detriment that it—he's like worth thirty million, maybe twenty-five, and he's making almost forty. Yeah. So I thought that was like, because the same thing with Christoph Porzingis. The only reason Christoph Porzingis was traded with a second round pick for Davis Bertans and Spencer Didwitty was because of his knee issues and the contract that he's on. Which honestly, Christoph is making $10 million less than a year than Rudy Gobert. Um. Yeah, I think I mean Gobert's got that depoy. I mean, or he is just a depoy. Kristaps, but he got riddle. exposed back to back years uh, for being basically unplayable in the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, I've actually that's kind of something we're seeing right now. Like the Warriors Space. have no rim protection, and they're what's their tallest guy six nine? Tatum's what six ten? Yeah, six nine. And he, they're nothing. 
Nothing. Elite defense. Elite defense. Shut down. Elite defense. Trap. Turnover. Oh, yeah. Bang, that, bang. That's Fire. also a scheme. That's Steve Kerr, arguably one of the best coaches in the league. Oh, yeah. So my point was I thought going into the offseason, the Toronto Raptors needed somebody. No. I think that, yeah. I agree with that. They don't need any. I think the more I talk about the Raptors, the more I'm like, they don't really need to do anything. Just get some more depth pieces. I, I literally, I, I don't think they need to do a single thing. You literally don't need their to roster's, do any. Their roster's fine. Just get rid of Kem Birch, Speed Mikhailu. Maybe try to see if you could trade Mik- Malachi Flynn for a multitude of players. Like basically rebuild the bench because all you have good off the bench is Delano Banton and Precious Achua. Yeah, because I mean, you see it right now, and you see we see it last year. We see every single playoffs, and especially every single finals, where like your rotation shrinks. Mm-hmm. You need the bench players in the regular season so that you're not the Toronto Raptors this year, and your yes. whole goddamn team is exhausted. Yeah, that that's literally the reason why they lost. They were exhausted. They, they didn't have depth guys to come in. They were literally they do need to bring back Thaddeus Young, but it's. Thaddeus Young was basically their only backup center because Ken Birch was horrendous. So they and so it's really was Thaddeus Young and Precious Achua giving. Although bring back Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher is supposedly going back. So Chris yeah. Boucher is good. So they they only they had like a seven eight guy rotation in the playoffs, but they were really running six guys because the other two only like they didn't have enough guys who could play multitude of positions. So yeah, I agree. I think the Raptors it's just depth they need to do. I, I think the Jazz, I don't know. I also have thought about this. Would you take, everyone in Utah hates this trade every time I've mentioned it. Rudy Gobert to Charlotte for this either the 13th or the 15th pick and a future protected first round pick with Gordon Hayward because their salaries match. Everyone, every Utah fan is like, I don't want Gordon Hayward back. No. But yeah. the I feel like assets wise, I feel like assets wise that lines up. I mean, yeah, I like, don't know. They need a pick. So what are they gonna do? What, are, what is Utah? What do you think Utah wants to do? Retool for a year or two? I think they want to retool as quick as okay. First off, Danny Ainge loves wings. Danny Ainge loves wings. He loves guys who can play power forward, shooting guard, and small forward. So right now, if you look at the roster, I think Royce O'Neal is probably someone that he likes. You got to think about players on this roster that he likes. He probably likes Royce O'Neal. He probably... mm, See, I think Conley and Bogdanovich and Gobert are all expendable. I, I just think this whole roster isn't Danny Ainge's preference. And that was probably one of the things. I mean, you, Quinn Snyder just said he wanted to go in a different direction, but I just think, like, you look at this, you're like, look at the Boston Celtics. I I, I, don't, I don't like giving Danny Ainge credit for the Boston Celtics run because this is more credit to Yudoka for making the guys actually work together and be a coerced group and Brad Stevens for making small roster moves like bringing back Al Horford. But this team, you got to look at the Boston Celtics and the players you drafted. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Okay. 
he likes those two-way guys. There's really no two-way guys on this this Jazz team besides Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell when he tries, Mike Conley when he was younger. Like, and he traded Eric Pascal because Donovan Mitchell requested him to trade for Eric Pascal because they're childhood best friends. Oh wow! You didn't know that? No, I like him a lot. And he's like, he had like a few moments here and there, but he's kind of asses here. Then you bring back Daniel House Jr. He was a great pickup. But you look at this roster, you're like, no one here fits Danny Ainge's taste. And then you look in the draft, and he, he probably wants like a Kendall Brown or a Jeremy Sohan type guy. Mm-hmm. Sohan I think, would be cool. And the thing is, is they're in a predicament because they don't want Donovan Mitchell to leave. So they need... <clears throat> They need to get another guy. They need to be playoff relevant next year while retooling. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? Who do you trade for? <laughs> I I don't even know. Like you said, like the Atlanta deal, if that's real, and I, I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm taking that deal in a heartbeat because yeah. Clint, Clint Capella gives you a center. John and his contract expires soon. John Collins, in theory, small ball five, power forward. Okay. And then you also get Kevin Herter. So if you throw Boyan Bogdanovich in there, you replace Boyan with Kevin Herter. You still have the sixth man of the year. That's not a bad roster. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, throwing Kevin Herter at small forward, power forward, John Collins, center Clint Capella off the bench. You could arguably have Royce O'Neal, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah, it's I, not bad. It's not. I'm still trading that whole freaking roster. I I'm getting rid of Mike Conley. From, um, Mike I don't Conley, know what he offers me anymore. I just felt I love Mike Conley. I've always liked Mike Conley. I've always thought, hey, Mike Conley has been, you know, arguably snubbed from all NBA teams and All Star teams, especially on the Grizzlies. He was a 20 point scorer. He was a dog one of the best perimeter defenders. And even the year before in his second season in Utah, I mean, he shot 42% from three, 45% from the field, averaging 16 points. I know his numbers fell, kind of came down, but he still shot 40% from three, 44% from the field this past season on 14 points a night. I, I w- I'm fine with Mike Conley. I'm honestly fine with Mike Conley because I know he's a little older, but I – I think he's fine. You need a point guard, and he's he's making similar money to Malcolm Brogdon. And who would you rather have, Malcolm Brogdon or Mike Conley? Yeah, Mike Conley. There so, you go. And, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a hard question to ask. But, oh, shout out John Hollinger. He actually released an article. He's had a few. He's done that, the top – 20 players in free agency, the top 20 point guards, top 20 shooting guards. Now he's done the top top 20 small forwards. And there's no max guys in free agencies, but the top small forwards, in his opinion, are Bruce Brown, Joe Ingles, Nicholas Batum, Kelly Oubre, if he gets cut because he's has an unguaranteed deal, Gary Payton, second, Josh Jackson, Troy Brown Jr., Danny House Jr., Wes Matthews, Justin Chapenny. Ronnie McGruder, Jordan Wara, Timothy Luwalu-Cabarro, Yuta Wanabe, Kevin Knox, second, 
Jared Culver, Joe Weeskamp, <laughs> Isaac Bonga, Kent Bazemore. Damn, this is a weak fucking small forward class. <laughs> I've real quick. I want to talk about like Utah. I forget where I saw this. I saw this like some sometime last week. I would literally trade Mike Conley for any type of rotational depth piece, anything you can get for him, and I would re-sign Ricky Rubio. Because you can't tell me they were better off with Conley over Rubio. No way. Or at least if they were, it didn't work. I mean, it just didn't work. There's no way they – I think they would have – I think they would be so – even at this point in his career, I think they'd be so much better off with Rubio. Like Ricky Rubio? Yeah. I mean, I love me some Ricky Rubio. I really do. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I actually, I'm like 1,200 words into this article I'm writing, and I have like a whole paragraph on Ricky Rubio. Which oh, is yeah. it, It's about Andrew Wiggins, so like I, I might have to edit that one out because Ricky Rubio is relevant to it. But, yeah. <laughs> I love Ricky Rubio. Uh, the problem is, is he tore the same ACL he tore in his second or third season. Oh no, the injury. You you know, so, and Ricky Rubio is a guy, I mean, his game doesn't rely on athleticism and he doesn't drive like he used to, but he's not yeah. a three-point shooter. He's had his yeah. seasons, he's became a, yeah, he's had, yeah, he's improved as a three-point shooter every se- most seasons. I mean, he's phenomenal on the Cavs and he was phenomenal on the Suns two seasons ago. He was pissed off. He was on the Timberwolves. He literally said that. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ha- it's cool to be back in Minnesota, but I I didn't want to be here. I wanted to be <laughs> on a, a winning team." <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry, Ricky. Like he threatened to go back to Spain until like they coerced him into staying. I mean, he's right. I'm, I just think at Utah, that point, yeah. Utah, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And. I just think, like you said, let's trade everybody if needed be to surround Donovan Mitchell with the best possible roster. Yeah. We'll see, though. Now, let's talk about there's some interesting news happening in the NBA, such as a lot of it's centered around the Atlanta Hawks. Also, Jackson Hayes, as you see, he got community service as well as the Suns employee denouncing toxic work plays culture after resigning from the team wait how does that wait what how does that relate to hate wait what so is how does that relate jackson uh, hayes and the sons or is that just two different two different stories i'll talk about the oh, okay. so first one is a longtime phoenix suns employee resigned from the team last month alleging she became the target of bullying and retaliation by her superiors after raising concerns about gender gender equity and misconduct within the organization's documents obtained by espn show melissa fender paganoctakopoulos i probably butchered that that is so greek that like damn <laughs> who began working for the suns in august 20 2007 sent a resignation email on the May 20th to 16 members of the ownership, including majority owner Robert Sauber, challenging them to address what she said is a toxic and misogynistic workplace culture. In the memo, we're going to say Melissa, alleged that a male colleague with a similar tenured but less responsibility was paid at a higher rate and permitted to work from home. As a working mother, 
When I requested the same flexibility, I was denied. I have observed this kind, these kinds of inequities throughout the Suns organization. I recently experienced the kind of gender-based misconduct described in recent media reports where I attempted to share my concerns with HR and leadership, including individuals at the highest. I was dismissed and once even told to take a cold shower. In a resignation, she referenced the November memo writing since... That confidential interaction with senior leadership and HR and legal, there has been a constant retaliation and bullying by my direct leadership. Among other things, they excluded me from client dinners, scrutinized my every move, decision, emails, with excruciating levels of micromanagement. My job has grown more intolerable and toxic than ever. Uh, I'm a petty asshole, so I would just... I'm anti-resignation. I If people were treating me like shit, which I have been treated like shit, I worked in a union at Starbucks in a safe way, and they couldn't fire me. So I would get into screaming matches because like they would write you up, and you'd have to have a rep there when the owner... So he'd be like, you want a copy of your, of your write-up? I'd be like, no, I'm good. He's like, well, I insist. And he would like throw it on my table. And I'd be like, nah, I'm good, bud. You can have your paperback. And we did that. Like, this is like a 60-year-old girl, man. And he would throw me. So I picked up all his papers on his desks one by one. I was like, I told you I'm fucking good. And threw all his, all his papers in the air and just walked out his office. And so I'm a big person of people. I You can't dom me. You can't dom a dom. Okay? So whatever like in this situation i know this is terrible and this if it's true that's fucking terrible but if i'm ever in a, t a situation where people are trying to get because this is what I, I call it i worked in a restaurant when people suck at their job there's two things you do the first option which is the main option is consensual behavior modification through consented verbal abuse you basically tell the person they fucking suck at their job they're terrible they shouldn't even work here yada yada two things are going to happen they're going to be like, damn, I fucking hate working here. I'm going to quit. So we don't have to give you severance pay. Second, you're going to be like, damn, everyone hates me. Everyone, like, I hate going to work. It really sucks because everyone tells me how bad at my job. You know what I should do? I should work twice as hard. I should work twice and do twice a better job. What happens after a few weeks? They'll notice that. They'll stop hassling you and they'll be like, damn, you're not that much of a shit. Then a few months later, loyalty is installed because they put you through, like, the difficulty of you know basically being like subjected to verbal i guess verbal like verbal abuse but like you worked your way through you became better and now you're a better worker because you pressure was put on you instead of cracking to the pressure you became a better person you know what i mean yeah i personally think if anyone's ever an asshole to me, I'm way better. I let, I, I hate quitting, so I'd rather just be fired. So if you're being a dick to me, oh, if you're throwing it at me, I'm coming back with you. Like, if you're an asshole to me, I'll be an asshole back. We'll, we'll keep going. If we have to spend every day, half an hour in HR until you fire me, cool, bro. I got nothing but time. I got no, People don't realize how petty I am. Nothing but Like, some, one time I had to get... I broadband would not i had an eighty thousand viewed video broadband would not fucking um release the claim so i'll read you the last email i sent you and then there this is okay ball I'll, i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this and put it in video form because they still won't monetize my channel for reused content uh right here this is the last email i sent them 
Okay, look at what Google says in the factor four factors of fair use attached below. Barring small bits of material, yada 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 yada. Okay, um, right here. Also, YouTube says to be fair use, it must be transformative. Court typically focuses on whether the use of correct pro uh, protected materials transformative. I transformed ten plus Emmy games into five seconds clippings to complement to complement my commentary on how the Golden State Warriors turned Wiggins into a defensive monster. I'd like to say this is all over $35. You're saying that the $35 I made off this video, which is in fair use according to YouTube guidelines, is $35 that BBTV is adamantly trying to recover. Please remove the, cl recla the claim or I will be continuing to email BBTV like and and Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption and I will continue to email your superiors with your name in the emails until the claim is removed. It is fair use because it is transformative and it is for an instructional purpose such as critique. I have also emailed your boss, Dr. Rehart, and the CEO, Ms. Ref earlier this week and today they are attached to this email so they have removed the claim for me once so i'm asking you politely again please remove this this claim because it's not valid if not you and your superiors will continuously get emails from me and it'll progress to phone calls best regards zero sale and then I, he responds hi sir i've spoken with the nba and while they agreed it's not fair use due to the amount of content you've used they are willing to release this claim, which I've asked my team to do. Please note, this does not mean any future uploads will will not be claimed if they contain NBA footage. Please don't email us again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't email us again. Oh, I man. sent them like 20 emails in like a four-day span, and I was literally, I found the CEO. I was about to hit their Lincolns, bro. Fuck them. Damn, I'm, like a, dude. I'm persistent. That's genius. I got to literally try and figure out how to do that with YouTube. Yeah, just find the people and just start emailing superiors. And like, even if they're not remotely involved, just email them and be like, bro, what's up? And just send them emails every day. Sometimes yeah. I had this guy who was a doctor and I used a clip of his, one of his instructional injury videos in my videos and he put a fucking strike on my channel. I was DMing on Twitter. He said he would remove it. A month passed by, he doesn't remove it. So I called his doctor office fake that I was a patient saying that I needed to speak to him and then they put me on the line he was like hello Dr. Rajar I was like hey you know me he's like no I'm like I'm serious say I'm the asshole that you put a fucking YouTube strike on he's like what he's like this is a place of business I'm like yeah and my YouTube is a place of business and you just fucked with my livelihood yeah he's like uh I was like so I want you I don't care that you're at work you're, you're you run that office so you can do whatever the fuck you want go to your computer and take off my goddamn fucking claim I didn't say it that aggressively, but yeah. basically that. And the guy was on the phone, like, just, uh, uh, all right. Uh, I, I want to hear your keyboard clicking. And then, like, right there, I got the guy to take the claim off. I just put him on the spot. I call, literally yeah. called his, I'm, like, the biggest asshole in the world. Dude, I'm I should have done that. I should This summer, I got I made a Kevin Durant video, and I just had this YouTube channel's Kevin Durant video playing in the background. The video probably had 50 views and like made 10 cents and they gave me a channel strike really yeah devoted basketball i just don't use his shit yeah i what i try to do so people can't find it is i split the videos into multiple videos so it doesn't flare up but at the same time i don't think you should be able to copy strike someone while using nba content because bro you're using nba content i could come over and copy strike you for like using nba content yeah it's so but I mean, I actually don't even remember how this plays into the Suns worker. But I uh, one hundred thousand percent agree. We need bullying in most situations. I just don't think 
Bring and I'm gonna keep back. it keep it very short because I don't want to get canceled. But I don't. I I think that I, I would I would imagine if this was a guy, this wouldn't be a thing. Which is obviously like her issue. But I don't. I because I, I, we don't know the whole story. If she's a bad worker, I will go up to her and say, like, your work is dog shit. She would have already been fired, but yeah. Now you got to be sussed out. Someone's going to come at my channel and fucking. Oh, it's that's why all my videos are my face now. I, I don't. Because someone did that? that. Well, I had two. So I got that one from Devoted Basketball and then. Oh, Fuck this motherfucker. I'm so pissed. So, okay. Here's how I got my second channel strike. This fucking idiot. This We're not on the radio yet, right? No, no. This idiot. Can I say the R word? I mean, I don't mind, but some people find it inappropriate. Yeah. So, the, yeah, this absolute complete moron who isn't even a Rockets fan and covers the Rockets. I'm not dissing that part. But this idiot. Writes this article on Alper and Sengun, and I can't even remember his name. His name's Salimon, and he makes an article on Alper and Sengun, and I make a video on it, and this motherfucker tweets at me. First off, takes down he takes down like half of my most popular videos because they had the clutch points thumbnails, which yeah, that yeah, my bad. Well, you can't – if you have a Clutch Points thumbnail, they'll take down your video. I haven't done if it. If they but. realize it, yeah. If someone from Clutch Points sees that and has an issue with it. But so a lot of my videos I make on – like I, I'll get my inspiration from like an article or a video or something like that. Yes. Yeah, because I want to I give my own take on it. And sometimes you'll get a weirdo who's like Congre – I just got a comment on my Raiders channel. I was like, congratulations. All you have to do is work off other people and it's like – fuck like that's not the purpose of these videos but yeah anyways he makes a sangoon video or an article and i make a reaction video talking about his talking points and he sends out this fucking tweet on it and he, he gets so many of my videos taken down so many of my monetized videos taken down and that gave me my second channel strike and i was so pissed off but i had to keep my mouth shut because i had two channel strikes and if you get three I believe all your YouTubes are taken down monetization forever. So that is something I need to avoid. So yeah, he was a douchebag. And then I got all of these people tweeting at me saying like, so sometimes I, I like, I'll find someone's successful title and I will go off of that. Uh -huh. Like, like I will do that because that's life. Like, yeah, I don't. No, uh, I actually no. don't see any issue with that. But I don't see any issue either. This big YouTuber quotes the tweet and goes at my throat saying, "Blah blah 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 blah." He's copying my titles, and yeah, Ooh, I got like, so much. I got so much hate for this. I got more hate for this than I did with my Rusty Buckets comments, which was a lie. I told I will never. <laughs> eh, maybe if I become cool with these people, but I, like. Some of my tweets at Rusty Buckets, and I got some DMs. Like these are heavy hitters that I did not know knew I existed. Wait, what? I hope they didn't. Yeah. What? I, well, I'm calling this kid a dork because that's what he is. He's a lazy. I I hate Rusty Buckets. Dork. 
I don't. I, this I, guy's like, he's waking up. He's he'll like send out a tweet. I think this was the tweet that got me banned from his Twitter, where he was like, I woke up, I got high, I ordered a pizza, I fell asleep, and I got upset. Damn. It was like a Tuesday. Alex Hoops, I got hit you. Up. Yeah, Alex Hoops, and he was like, I I was upset because when I woke up, the pizza was eaten by ants on the porch, so I got high again. And then he'll go out. Like I don't have any issue with smoking weed during the day or whatever because I like weed. I don't like. I don't care about that. But then he tweets like every fucking night about how depressed he is. I'm like, you're an idiot. You are like. I'm not saying this on Twitter, but like I have so much shit I could help you with to stop being a lazy, depressed idiot. Like, yes, what you're you not said? doing I'm anything all day. I'm trying you're to not your getting tweet. any work done. I didn't delete it. I. You're not getting any work done. Ever. This guy makes one video a month and then says he, how he has no motivation anymore, but he's not going to the gym. He's not eating right. He's smoking when he wakes up. Like, I'm like, you're just an idiot. Rusty Bucket said that? What? Is this all Rusty Bucket? Yeah, I like, I'm just saying, like, because Rusty is somebody I used to enjoy. I, I used to, look I used to love his. It's embarrassing to me. I think it's absolutely and utterly embarrassing that this is how he is right now. Like, what, I, wait, I, is he saying that he just smokes weed and he just has no motivation to make videos? They're, he doesn't correlate them, but yeah, he smokes a ton of weed. How do you know all this? the time? Because he'll send out high tweets every single night, which, like I said, I have nothing against getting high. But then, like, you also don't work out. You also eat like shit. I would imagine because you're out of shape. And then you complain about how unmotivated and depressed you are. It's like I have so much stuff I could tell you with. And that's what I would do. I this I'm was trying to, I'm trying to buy this tweet. Date? Yeah, Let me what's go the to date? my DMs. Wait, wait, who hit you up? Who what you 527, go on 527. Okay, I must have passed it. Okay, uh who was the YouTubers that hit you up? Uh, let me see if they responded to an actual tweet. Oh, here we go. I, I got it. Found the tweet. Let me send it to you. Wait, is the uh, seeing dudes like Rusty tweet? Is that one it? The seeing dudes, yeah, like seeing dudes, yeah, seeing dudes like Rusty tweet about how depressed they are after consistently trying to help them, then block me. Is so ironic to me. Soft. What you don't understand is you can mold your life to whatever you desire. The universe always gives you what you want. <laughs> Levels to this. And then I said, like, everybody feels depressed sometimes. It's natural. Good example. I get hungry, so I eat. If I'm feeling sad or down, I find exercise, proper food, or getting back to work pretty much clearly, pretty much immediately clears that issue up. It's not even aggressive. I know. I'm I know. him soft because he's soft. <laughs> I know. And my sister, who's she's a, uh, a psychedelic psych major, so she feels like she can analyze everyone. She's like, but you don't understand that people use this as escapism and when they're depressed, I, I don't know. I, I always try to like look at it the other side. Like, I don't know. Cause like, I'm not a person who gets depressed cause I, I live by the Barney Stinson rule of thumb. So when I get sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. True story, yeah. you know? And so that's like my theory, but okay. So I want to hear who, who DM'd you or like who hit you out? Like some guys. Just a anyone who supports him, who's a creator. So oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna name drop. No, I'm not gonna job. name him. No, because we had I had good talks. Like uh, everyone who came at me in my DMs was like, "Dude, you are so like you don't know what is going on in his life." Like that is true, relax. and I know it's true. But here are the facts I know: He lives near his family. He has a mom and a dad who are healthy and alive. 
He has a house and a car and everything in his life that he purchased from his YouTube career, which is extremely fortunate. And I know for a fact people would kill, literally kill somebody to be in his position. And I just genuinely like there are stories about people who like I forget when this was. It was like in the 30s or 40s where some girl was in a plane crash with her mom. Everyone on the plane died except for her. So she saw the burning corpse, dead corpse of her mom right there. She was on an island. She was stuck there for a week. She Wait, was about to die. No. What she, she, this is a some is random this? story. This oh, is some okay. random story. So she, this is like the 50s. So she <laughs> survives because some tribesmen on the island find her, nurse her back to health. She goes back into civilization. Her dad, everyone thinks she's dead. And she's like, all right, what do I do now? Her dad says, get a job. So she went and got a job. And th there was like an interview with her and was like, why didn't you go to therapy or anything like that? And she's like, that's not what we did then. Like therapy in, in therapy, their job, it is not in a therapist's best interest to cure or heal or to even help you. It, none of that. That is not in, that's literally not in their profession. To not to prevent you from coming back. Maybe it's they'll say it is, but like if you're a therapist and you're curing everybody, like it, even there, even with therapists, like I, I don't think every therapy time, always works. I think therapy works for some people. Like I don't think therapy works for me because I don't need to tell someone my problems for them just to life coach me. Like I think therapy works for people, but at the same time, all I need is some good weed and some good friends, and I can just speak my heart out. But even with a therapist, like there is no way it's like same thing with professors when I was in college. Like I there's no way these people are better. Like there's no way I want to mold my life based on these people. But it's just like with Rusty, like I just know I'm right. And I, uh, I and everyone who came at me in my DMs, like and I would explain all this different shit to them. They're like, Yeah, just maybe don't be so aggressive about it. And that's why I was like, You guys are right. I was too aggressive about it. I'll stop. Yeah, people don't like when you're, you're aggressive. But no, I, I get where you're coming from because I have the same mentality. Like when I get sad, I stop being sad and I focus on things that make me keep my mind busy, keep my mind stimulated. And for me, it's, I mean, hey, I'm a person that deals with so much rejection on a daily basis. You don't know how many people I am calling, I am contacting that just tell me no or just don't even respond to me. And is that something I could get sad off of? Or like sometimes when my YouTube channel, a video isn't popping off or something that I work, you know, I think I work pretty hard and sometimes I get upset. Like, why hasn't it came? Why hasn't it happened? I've posted, you know, but like, then mm -hmm. I think about, it, I'm like, it just means I have to put my, I got to dig my boots a little deeper into the ground and I got to work a little bit harder. And I get it. Cause at the, at the same time, I get, I love the phrase. He hate me. He hate me. He hate me. I think every day they hate me. They hate me. They hate me. Like when I play sports, it's a kind of a psycho. I, I just believe everyone hates me. I want to be better than everyone. I, I look at everyone. I hate them. Okay. I, like if people ask me like, what's my goal in life? I hate everyone. I, I love, I have a really good high school experience and I like party a lot, but I fucking hate, I hate everyone in high school. I want everyone to, like, I, I want to be able like at my 10 year reunion, not to show up. And people were like, Oh, I thought the Sierra was going to be show. Would it be really cool to see Sierra? Now he's like doing so well. And I'm going to be like, yeah, fuck you. I got, I got better things to do. You know, <laughs> it's like, like I, or like even in college, you know, I want to be able to like, it, for my journalism school, when they mention names like of all like the cool alumni like Kevin Harlan and shit and Rob Riggle, I want to be like put at the end of that list. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think at the same time, you got to take the small victories. Okay. People don't realize how important small victories are. For example, when I was reaching out, actually how I met you, I reached out to so many YouTubers, basically <laughs> sent them the same paragraph I sent you. And one of the people I actually reached out to was six man. Yeah, he's and, come at me a lot. Yeah. Uh oh, he actually DM'd he's me sweet. back. He was he he's was dope. so he's dope because uh he didn't have his DMs open, so I tweeted, "Yo, DM me." He DM'd oh, me, "Yo," cool. and he go and I sent him the spiel, and he responded, "Yeah, I've come across your your channel before. You have a really good grasp of the entire NBA, which is incredibly impressive." And then he told me he had an offer from another podcast, and he he didn't have time to commit, but he ended mm -hmm. it up with like. He's like, I appreciate that as well. Yeah, it's definitely not easy, as a lot of people would think, to try and consume a heap of basketball and do so whilst trying to pay that extra bit of attention. Something I'm still trying to figure out. Best of luck as you as well. He was really nice about it, but you know that was like one of the most vindicating things in the world was this guy who was like what fifty, sixty thousand, almost a hundred thousand, I think now. That and, and he has seven man. Do you even know about like no. seven man? What's Look seven up seven man? man on YouTube. That's six man, and like you will, your eyes will pop. That's why it's seven man is the reason I have a Warriors channel. I mean, his his production is top notch. What's the oh? Is it just a Warriors channel? Yeah, but look at when that like just you. I mean, how many videos is it? Fifteen. Whoa! Uh, he's making an unbelievable amount of money on those videos if he's making money from them. An unbelievable amount, and now the he's channel's getting a month old. Yeah, I uh. DM them. It was like super vindicating to have. And like I've talked to other creators that like I've DM them for information and like they know who I am. I just think at this point I've posted so many videos that I'm bound to show up on your feed. Yeah. Yeah. But some people just take it too uh like I mean well, I, got, I, I'm, I come from an abundance mindset, so I don't really understand like even when young YouTubers reach out to me, like that's why I do this, like yeah, to uh, guide that. Yeah, like I always like when people. I mean, Mister Eighty One, who's been commenting, he's hit me up before, like asking me how I edit my shit, and I've explained it to him, and I've explained it to other people. Yeah, my big problem with the YouTube community is seventy-five percent. Of the, I mean, these are also the guys who they don't make as much videos anymore. Like Lost and About, Nick Smith, uh, Rusty Buckets, all those guys. You know what's the problem with them? Not and even uh, Crispy Flakes. All you know what's the problem with those guys? They all have over a hundred thousand subscribers. Some of them even have millions. But they they've stopped making videos and stuff like that because they all started with two K. They were all pack opening rebuild guys, and mm. that died. Nobody watches yeah. those videos anymore. And so they started with the trend. The first trend was, what if? You remember when that was all happening? When uh, Mike Korzimba was making those what if videos? What if Kevin Durant was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers? So, so everyone started making like these what if with 2K videos. And then that turned into, you know, Nick Smith and Mike Korzimba doing the story times. And it all evolved. So all these people had to evolve, like going from being basically vi 2K video gamers to creating content. And I just... A lot of them are, I don't want to say, like, I'm not saying a lot of them are, but in a way they are casual with basketball fans. They're not someone who, like, lives and breathes. Like, I'm consuming probably 16 to 18 hours a day NBA basketball. And I'm not saying that those guys aren't, but those top guys, I just don't think, they're, they're more 
casual like they probably have Woj and Shamsrania's tweets on notifications like do we do but it's just I don't know I, I just feel like they all came from a different direction you know they had a, a alter their content and then that's why they stopped making as much content because it's not content they probably enjoy i don't know maybe i'm wrong yeah that's fair and it's different content than it started i mean again that's why i think you can tell dudes like yourself and six man where it's like just genuine like and like six man didn't come from 2k right no, I don't think so. Let me yeah. look. I, I'm pretty sure Six Man was just pretty sure he just started making videos like barely over a year ago. Yeah, another guy that I really like, Trees, the Finnish guy. Have you followed him? He like started all the G League videos, and he's like blown up. Oh, that's sick. I, I just I don't watch any YouTube basketball YouTube. I think they're all posers. Joe Polo Ten's awesome. I love. I Joe just Polo. found Joe Polo Ten. Yeah. Yes, last night I found Joe Polo Ten last night because I low key thought I like viewed him as a competitor. I, I'm not gonna lie. I really? he he's he, he only makes piston videos. He makes piston and anime. He's actually good. I actually very much his his videos were recommended to me, and I viewed him because his channel is a little like a thousand subscribers smaller than mine. But he gets really good numbers on there. Also, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm like tagging wrong or something. Dude, I don't. I mine are. I can't even like crack a hundred. I think it's um. Is it algorithm? I don't know if video people just get like because it's unless you have like a fan base or you're getting the tags from a specific team like content can get very repetitive yeah um i, I don't really know that's why i made you know that's why i have like almost 20 youtube channels like for teams i just kind of knew like it it's gonna take to get to where i want to get with like rusty funky and kenny and noah like it's gonna take some time to establish that which one's noah motown oh yeah motown he's not bad but like pat mcafee the other day he had an nba creator come on let me find kenny it. he had kenny on no yeah, yeah he kenny, kenny yeah. okay so he had kenny and look i like kenny beecham but they were like talking like kenny beecham was like this top nba coverage youtuber he's a rebuild youtuber yeah i mean not yeah he started as a, and now he i guess he did all those like bubble videos and the season after and he did really well and then he he all i mean he just had a kid but like he's in so many different avenues and oh, he has a kid i didn't realize he had multiple channels i was only looking yeah, he's at got, like, to to no look um, up kenny for real Okay, so Kenny for real is his like legit NBA. Okay, so he does. Yeah, but he, he didn't even make that till like a year ago. Um, those videos used to hit. I don't. I don't want. I can't watch Kenny anymore. But I still mess with him. Chicago he, boy too. He no. I I genuinely enjoyed his interview with with Pat McAfee. I at first glance I thought it was K O T four Q was his actual channel and I was like, where are the NBA videos? <laughs> like I was like, these are just two K videos, but that makes sense, Kenny for real. I just I'm a person that I hope if I ever get like a hundred thousand subscribers, I never like I understand Kenny a hundred percent like his he has a great personality and stuff, but Maybe it's because he has kid, a kid now or he has younger fans. I just will never conform to, like, that bubbly, like, hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, that's just, like, I know, like, again, Kenny's doing awesome stuff. And all those YouTubers are doing awesome stuff. They're making way more money. And I would, I would die to be in their positions. But I will never. 
I don't know. I maybe it's because they have kid fans and that's why they do it. But like they all after a while, the flight Mike. I used to watch him years ago, but like the flight Mike, isn't that the one who works out a lot? I've no idea. I think so. I used to watch the flight Mike. Yeah, I used to watch him. He kind of got a little boring, but but again, it's just all these guys like develop these like. I'm always gonna be an asshole. I I have a dark sense of humor. And, yeah. I'm uh, not gonna change. I'm not gonna change. Conform. I I don't know, man. It's it's just interesting to think about like how. Yeah, I know Flight Mike. I know Flight Mike, Mister Eighty One. Uh, it again. It's all about the algorithm. It's like once you hit it, you got it. Yeah. I just. What I know, people like I. Uh, I'm trying to just enjoy. Like I know. Obviously, I would enjoy 100 views on a video, 100k views on a video. But I know, even if um, even if this channel were to die like tomorrow, or get be taken down tomorrow, like I'll, I know I'll always remember the grind at you know making videos. That spending a couple hours on some vids that I'll get 58 views and three likes, and one of them's from me. <laughs> oh, 100. percent I think I think the day that stops happening, I might be sad. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like bittersweet. Yeah, because like right now, people don't understand is I sit around my phone and my computer working on other stuff, but continuously refreshing the sources that I have to give me constant information from around the league. And I don't know, I'm just sitting there making videos trying to be the first one with ideas. Yeah. People think the come up is, or people think the game is when it's over and you get there. The game is the, right the journey there yeah yeah you're yeah and it's like every comment that i get nice or every comment that like someone subscribed just found your channel or you know i guess you could all say that's vindication and motivation because yeah, you, what, you absorb that energy yeah i'm just like damn someone took the time out their day to to watch my shit to do that like for the longest time i would end my videos horribly i'd be like nobody's watching the end of this video so oh, I'm no. I do, I, like, <laughs> like so like about a month ago i did i was looking at my analytics turns out 25 percent of my view, viewers in each each video watch the end of my video so i was like so i just found out that at least 25 percent of you who have seen this video are now watching this ending <laughs> and i can't just like dick off for like an extra minute to milk this because yeah. <laughs> i used to like if the minute video was a little short i would spend the last minute just dicking off like just not even talking about like what the video was just dicking around and now i'm just like well i feel like an asshole because there are people who are watching this to the very end and you know what i'm thankful for you <laughs> so like now i'll just like cut a promo for the like the last 30 to 45 seconds but i'll be like like I guess I have to try at the end of these videos now, because sometimes, like even to this day, if the video runs long and I look at like eight minutes, I'll be like, "All right, bye," and just click edit. <laughs> but that's another thing. I I oh I never ever want to have like these flashy super cinematic I, I mean cinematic maybe with actual camera angles but i don't want i my goal is obviously the bigger i get so i could pay get an unpaid intern or an intern 
to edit shit for me. I want just like a camera, f- like like I would use less and less NBA footage the bigger I got. Yeah, I'm only using NBA footage now because when people click on my videos, they're more likely to watch it if there's NBA footage and my face than just my fucking face. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, edit your shit like most now? No, no, I'm I, starting to now. I mean, I have a whole plan in place, and I don't need to edit them until they start. I have a video coming out today that's a little bit edited, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't do much editing, even though I have Premiere Pro and I know how to use Premiere Pro. And oh, damn! Yeah, Adobe After Effects. I mean, I'm a journalism major, so I have to make news packages, and like, I like to say. Like the reason why I've gotten multiple job offers is I'm like a really creative camera. Like I know how to, I've had a camera in my hand since I was like four. So I'm very into cameras and I take really good, like, I guess shots and my shit's creative. Like one of my, I got like a lot of my interviews have been like, I used Google earth to zoom in to exactly where I was recording. And then I used a cross dissolve for some drone footage over where I zoomed in. So it went from being outer space into a drone shot. And like, so, so people thought that was like super creative. I was, <laughs> like, I was just like, watch a lot of YouTube, bro. Okay. <laughs> like I just saw a lot of YouTubers do that. I wanted to do it myself. And that's another thing. Like why I told you in the past why I want to go go into local news journalism is itself it's free advertising based a paid advertising they pay me to advertise myself yeah because every time i go on the news that it's going to say my name Ciro seo i'm a foreign fuck so wherever i live which is going to be somewhere in the midwest or florida people are going to be like well damn who's this guy named Ciro seo on the tv i better google him (laughs) (laughs) and when they Google me, they'll find my YouTube. But yeah, that's also another thing is I'm going to have to sign like an NDA when I get a, a TV job. Because if you're on TV, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement, like agreeing to keeping your appearance at, at certain appearances from like, I, I will have to, like, I will always keep my hair a little long, but if I want to cut my hair, I have to get it approved. If I want to dye my hair, I have to get it approved. If I want to, oh, if I want to like get, I'm pretty sure even advertising. If I want to get like do ads, I have to have the ads approved by my news station because I'm a I I'm a poster child of the station. Like I'm the face of that news station in the local area. Mm. Also, I have to sign that I won't get publicly intoxicated. Like if I get intoxicated, I won't be act um, you know acting a fool in public. Yeah. So because basically in public. Like, let's say we live together in Sarasota and I'm doing the news at that news station that offered me uh, in Sarasota. Yeah. And we're boozing. I can't, <laughs> get, I can't get fucked up because there's a good chance that I'm sitting there and someone will come up and be like, I've seen you on the five o'clock news. And I'll be like, yeah, and I'm 12 tequila shots deep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can't be doing that. But yeah, so that'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting because I come home. I'll, I'll be like covering. It'll be like today. I, I watched the local news and like the other day I saw college girls stole a scooter from an autistic seven year old at Walmart. Oh no! That's... Is that horrible? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so <laughs> fucked up. Jeez. 
I have a story. Okay, I don't. So, did your school? You went to public school, right? Till high school. Ah, uh, look at you, mm. bud. Look at you. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's like how a lot of people. <laughs> I think it's like sixty percent of the people in Maryland go to private school. Whoa. And, yeah, uh, most of my friends all went to private. Like ninety nine percent of my friends all went to private. Private. Did my cousin? No, they actually. My best friend. Chris Mahoney, they went to the public school that Michael Phillips went to. They went to Towson High School, which Towson High School and my high school are like both built in the 1950s and don't have AC or heating. Oh, yeah, but we were friends because I hated everyone at my school except the girls. And I like partied. The only public school I partied with was their public school. And then I partied with all the private school friends. But this is a new, even where we're going with this. Either way, my public school had a special education part did your public school have like an area of the school where it was for special ed students i don't know <laughs> okay so I don't know. there was this kid named joe or josh or whatever and i was working at starbucks and i was filling the closet with stuff and I'm working, like, it was at the Safeway that I told you. It was, like, that Starbucks kiosk. I'm filling the closet with, like, supplies that I just brought back and all. And we kind of knew each other because we were the same age. And we had gone to school since the fourth grade with each other at all the same public schools. And I don't know. He really liked karate. And I don't know your, I hear, hi yeah, And he fucking karate chops the shit out my back. So, like, natural reaction, I turn around and I, I slap the kid. <laughs> I slap and I just I literally like notice what I did like I, I assume it's a hate crime of some sort I just bolt to the back of the store and I just sit in the supply closet in the back of the Safeway until I heard on the radio can we have the Starbucks kiosk attendee please come back to the Starbucks for <laughs> and I'm like sitting there I'm like I'm about to go to jail like I just hit I just hit someone that's in special education I don't know what his problem is but He's, he's there and I get there nothing ever came about it I don't know if you remembered but I smacked the shit out of that kid didn't get in trouble oh jeez oh, slippery slippery I probably should edit this out <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it I didn't mean it it was natural reaction if you're, if you're working mid shift like just solely focused on your work and someone fucking karate chops you with older Mike against the back, like your spinal cord. Your name, your natural reaction is to strike that person back. Yeah, okay, sure. okay. I stopped myself halfway and gave him a slap instead of a punch. Actually, I never went for the punch. I don't know why. I just was a sissy like slap. Him. <laughs> but like that was the natural reaction. I came around, slapped him. But like as soon as I did it, I knew I fucked up. I, I couldn't yeah. go. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and I, I, I to the judge. Yeah. <laughs> Could I go to jail for that? I think I'm, the, the no, statue no. of limitations has gone by either way. I think, yeah, it's all offense. Also, isn't that crazy that, like, in some states, there's a statute of limitation for rape? Like, you, if you rape someone and a number of years have gone by, I don't know why I'm saying that word. I should not be saying that word. You. <laughs> That, yeah, but to your point, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked up. There should be yeah. no statute of limitations. It shouldn't be like, oh, 10 years has passed. Can't charge you. No, no. If you yeah. if you did that, 
You should be able to be persecuted for the entirety of your life. Yeah. Even after life. They should make sure that you're not remembered as a good human. True. Yeah. True. All right. We're going to head out of here. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, bye, bitch. Have a good one. No Arjun. Yeah, no Arjun. He bluffed on us. He did bluff. But he'll have to get on eventually because he's a he's a good basketball character. He's a good character. Good character. He's a fun guy. Fun guy. A, nice fun guy. guy. Yeah. It's from over there, over the river. I like debating. He, yeah, he be prepared for some Steph slander. So I don't. I mean, I'm not the uh, wild Steph Curry fan. I respect him. What he's done for the sport. But, yeah, I'm not going to go over here and be like, I suck his dick. Also, yeah. I like, you know, what's really funny is that multiple people have written articles on Steph Curry's parents getting divorced and sitting separate. Oh, and I'm like, geez. I'm like, is this really a storyline to be covered? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, they're, that there's, I could have assumed that if they were sitting separated, that they were not together anymore. I didn't need a whole backstory about them cheating on each other. Yeah. Keep people's private lives private. Uh, All right. Goodbye. I'll talk to you on Friday. Go, peace. Go, go Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>